Mike, turn your games down. Hi, Root, another mo- spooky movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbard, and who's getting lost in the sun with me tonight? Hi, I'm Tiffany Alberton, and I got nothing. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Kenneth Sanity, and I just cannot deal with new people right now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Helena. I uh, go by Hell Hath Theory on TikTok. And the, the creator of awesome music that I plug every single episode. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try that hard. Oh, you're that Helena. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also that one. <laughs> so we're here to talk about a movie that I had no intention of ever watching, but you guys convinced me I should, and I don't know how I feel about that. We are here to cover Midsommar, which came out in 2019, uh, directed and written by Ari Aster. Well, I have no idea who he was, but I know Ken knows of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if there's any justice in the world, one of these days you're going to watch Hereditary. Oh, I want to watch that. Oh, Hereditary is really fucked up. Yep. I and so is this. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, is this fucked up. Mike, we need to watch that for this show. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Have all these people on that are currently yeah. here. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, sure. Why not? I'll do more horror movies. Whatever the people want. That. Even if I don't I like I love that movies. for you, Mikey. Uh, Ken, would you say that Midsummer is more fucked up or hereditary? Ooh, that is a good question. Because I think they're both super fucked up in their own special ways. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> like, I will say Mids- uh, Midsummer is much more insidious with this fucked upness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hereditary does wear its fucked up badge on its sleeve, which <laughs> yeah. which is good. You know what you're getting into. It's going to be a fucked up time. Like this is more obvious. Different. Way different. <laughs> much more subtle. And most, like, one of the really fucked up things about this movie isn't even something that you catch the first time through. But we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that. First, I always like to ask what people's history are with with something that we're covering. I didn't. I only knew this movie existed because you guys mentioned it. Florence Pugh was in it, so I was curious. And I saw the weird cover, and I seen one weird image of her sitting that near the end, sitting her covered in flowers. I'm like, well, she's gonna get burned alive. That's what went through my head. I'm like, well, because she just had that (laughs) upset face. I'm like, well, that's what I think. And then that was my only like thought of the movie until we watched it. What about you, Tiff? I just kept seeing the cover, like. On our, what was it on? It was on Paramount. Yeah, on Paramount. I when I scrolled, I just that was it. <laughs> that was it. And Helena? You know, uh, I didn't see it when it first came out. Uh, I rented it, and when I watched it for the first time, I knew nothing going in. And this is the only movie that I've watched to date that actually made me physically ill afterward. I was yakking for a long time after watching this. Ooh, interesting. And Ken. Oh, I saw this on 4th of July. This was a wonderful holiday viewing for me. Double feature of this and Spider-Man No Way Home. It didn't make sense, but they were both in theater and I wanted to see them. So that's what I did. Wait, what did you watch first? This one? Uh, no, Spider-Man was actually first. Oh, that's interesting. You went on a great high and left weirded out. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I had a good time with this movie. I had seen Hereditary in theaters when it came out. So I had to go see this in theaters as well i believe once you see hereditary in the theaters it's, it's a covenant you have to go see ari aster's movies in theaters i don't see horror movies in the theaters that's well, how i found out the hard way change it, always fix it. 
and Helena, I completely understand where you're coming from. This movie unsettled me too after I watched it. I I didn't want to sleep. I just was very unsettled. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was it was truly disturbing. And watching this movie is exactly why I started reading the Wikipedia plot information before watching new ones. That makes sense. <laughs> See, I don't like horror movies. I just stay away from them, and I'm just fine. <laughs> That's my solution. <laughs> Like this movie starts off very strangely too, and I was very confused when when we started watching this. Like the very opening is you have Danny getting upset over her sister. Her sister just sent her the ominous text message, and I didn't really understand what was going on. Plus, we couldn't really see the the TV because it was too bright outside, and this movie's really dark in the beginning, like really dark. And like I was just very confused. You have the answer machine going off. You see her parents. I thought they were sleeping. I didn't put two and two together right away. It was just a very odd opening i was very very confused well they were sleeping (laughs) yes it was just the big one though oh and before we go any farther i i forgot i wanted to put a disclaimer at the opening episode we are going to talk about probably suicide we're going to talk about death in horrifying ways so just want to put a warning before we go farther in this we are going to go on some tough subjects and and also sexual assault comes up yes i don't think we can get through this movie without talking about sexual assault no that's going to come up too so fair warning everybody all the bad things it's going to happen yeah so there's the warning so all Uh right but i just didn't understand what was happening i was very very confused and like i was like oh god did they make me watch another under the skin movie where nothing's gonna make sense i'm gonna be bored the whole time okay to be fair you (laughs) were the one that pushed for under the skin i know so i don't want to hear second (laughs) you're just upset because the only name in that whole movie was yours the guy that died yeah yeah same reason i was upset when i went to go see barbie yesterday (laughs) like it's a name you feel like here and then all of a sudden it's everywhere do you feel like you're not enough? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> You'll forever be Keith to me, so it's okay, Keith. Well, thank you, Tiff. I appreciate that. And I can be Taylor to you if you want. That's what my friend at work calls me. So That's all right. I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, the one time when I recorded with you, how many times I couldn't remember your name for some weird reason. I just called you by the wrong name. It just stuck. I blamed the alcohol that day. But... <laughs> So there, I mean, just, I guess you also get like, you get a, a a brief glimpse of seeing like how their relationship is when Danny is upset, which I didn't even know who the character's name was for the longest time, but that was on me, not on the movie. Uh, I didn't know her name was Danny. I just put in the notes, Florence. I'm like, what's the character? I don't know. Danny. And when she's arguing with, with her boyfriend for the first time, Christian, cause he, I forget. Oh, asking her if he'll come. No, maybe not arguing, asking if he'll come over. He's like, do we got plans? She's like, no. Well, okay, maybe I'll stop. I hated by. him so much right from the beginning. Oh, you're supposed to. Hated oh, let's. So yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Who oh. hates Christian? Everybody. Me. Me. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I've been in relationships with a type like that, and no gracias. How many women in relationships like that? Raise your hand. I was going to say, I think I've dated a Christian before as well. I think I've dated a Christian before too. I'm pretty sure Mike has. (laughs) Oh, yes. It was just a, I don't know. I I guess it didn't really, it didn't click right away how much of an asshole he is. It was during the part when he starts kind of gaslighting her when she starts apologizing for getting upset. That's when I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. Oh, but it's going to get getting, so much worse. We're getting upset that he was going to Sweden. I think so. Yeah, because he's then, like, I didn't hide it. I just, you didn't ask or something like that. And then she started calling. I was like, what? 
Yeah, I then I was just like, well, I hated him anyways. But then I really hated him. I mean, they try to make sure you do. Like, even in the diner scene when they're at the restaurant and he's talking to her and her his friends are all like, aren't you going to break up with her already? And I think he was. And then her parents, the yeah. whole thing with her parents and her sister, and then he put it. That's what I also didn't get. Like, the whole I, reason why he didn't tell her about Sweden, I was watching a, a YouTube thing that kind of explained some stuff. Is I guess the idea is that since he was going to break up with her, he felt there's no point in telling her that he's going on a trip. So, Correct. I mean, that works better for the cult. I mean, when you don't tell them you're coming, then no one knows. And when you disappear, nobody asks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, that is kind of the odd thing. And maybe we don't need to get into it now. But the folks who were taken to the cult all had families. And you would imagine that they would have told their families that they're going to Sweden. So for them to just disappear, I want I want the sequel to Midsummer, where the families try to locate their missing children. Midsummer 2, Midsummer Harder. <laughs> I like After it. Effect. I mean, I was wondering, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I wanted like, you know, when you make people disappear, you need to do it a little more like people are going to go looking for them. I mean... Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just thought, I'm going on a trip. Like, I'm an adult. My parents maybe don't need to know. Maybe they're not connected like that. Like, of course, but somebody tell my mom. Somebody's going to be wondering, especially in this day and age. Like, How somebody. How are they going for? Two weeks? A month and a half, I think. Oh, a month? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, let's touch on that real quick. Okay. With the exception of Danny's parents, there are no parents in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I you None. never hear about them anyways. No mention well, of except parents. Except for the cult parents, but yeah. But whose parents are they? They're not they're definitely not Pella's parents. He talks <laughs> about how his parents died in a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So like there are no legitimate parents. Oh no in this it just movie. clicked. They died in a fire. Oh, yes, <laughs> that just clicked. I'm not going to go into it more, but that just clicked while they died in a fire. OK, uh-huh. well, oh, dear, it's the kind of movie where you need to watch it twice. I'm not going to. But OK, I almost watched it again today. You could have. I, I wouldn't have been involved with it. But. I should have watched it again today because there's some things I commented on that I forgot. All right. <laughs> Before we get too far away from it, I want to touch on that cold open, which in the history of cold opens is a great fucking cold open. Like the whole sequence with Danny and her sister and the parents. So, okay, if you haven't seen the movie, let me lay it out for you. So, Danny, played by Florence Pugh, is trying to get in touch with her sister, Terry. Terry is sending ominous messages, concerning messages, and Danny can't get a hold of either her or her parents that Terry lives with. And She's, you know, upset, worried. She calls her piece of shit boyfriend, Christian. They talk. He's like, "Eh, whatever. I don't like you, but I'm too much of a wuss to do anything about it. Fine. She calls him back. His friends make fun of him. And she is just screaming, sobbing, grief. Like, that is hard to listen to. Those are grief-stricken howls. And then they go through Danny's parents' house with, one of the most ominous scores I've ever heard in my life. Just a couple violins vibing atonally together. And you find out that Terry did kill herself and her parents by starting up two cars, hooking hoses to the exhaust, running one pipe into her parents' room and duct taping the bottom of the door so they would suffocate in their sleep, which, yeah, they were asleep. And then duct taping the other hose into her fucking mouth. Yeah, that was a uh, that and was tough. Sitting by the computer, 
where you see there are four unread messages from Danny. Like, that's fucking harrowing, man. Yeah, that was a really tough scene to watch. I was like, I I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I didn't like it. The, the expression on Terry's face was what really haunted me. And her eyes. Yeah, her eyes being so glossy. And one of them it, being a different color. Yes. Yeah. Like it was, and the, the vomit down her shirt that came out through the tape around the hose. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, that the first time I saw that, that stuck with me for weeks. No, I get that. Say what you will about this movie and everything about it. But that image is one that sticks with you. It, the movie wants to make you unsettled right as it starts. Oh, it did. See, so this is all hard for me to see because we were watching it in too bright of an area at the time. So I didn't catch these details, which I'm okay with, by the way. <laughs> we had to wait until the sun went down. <sighs> Just get blackout is... curtains, man. <laughs> I did have some of those before when I used to work overnight. But... I wanted to go downstairs and he went with me. And then just the, the, I think it's right after, right after this and everything happened with Danny, you have the, the boyfriend like, hey, let's go to a party. Like, you well, know, it's not right after. It's what, a day after or so? A day or two, I think. But it's still too soon. He said, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. He didn't want her to go with him. Yeah. And she said, well, I'll go with you. And that's how she found out that he was going to. Sweden. Oh, yeah. Because they mentioned it. Okay. They mentioned it at the party that they're going to Sweden. And I don't think he was going to tell her. No. And what just disappeared? Is that how that was going to go? Yeah. He was <laughs> going to break up with her and just leave. He's an asshole. I, I mean, his, friend, his friends are assholes, too. Yeah. I don't think Josh is the biggest asshole. No. The one that Josh was played was by William Jackson from, Harper. The good place, right? Yeah, it's cheaty. Yeah, I, I liked him. He he was he was fine. Yeah. Until he wasn't. The place reason, but... Now, Mark, the guy played by Will Powder, he was an asshole. <laughs> there was really nothing about Mark's character that redeemed him. There were... No. I didn't find any qualities that were likable with him. No, not even uh, when they were in the cult. <laughs> and I think that was the point. Like, I, I feel like he was the tropey token piece of shit American. Yeah. Who is like vaping all the time and not respecting anybody's culture. That's there's, fair. There's always got to be one. And it has to be <laughs> Will Poulter, apparently, because he was a dumb himbo in Guardians 3. So. <laughs> yeah, it was cool to see. I, I laugh when I saw him. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Also, I, still, I still fantasize about a world where he was playing Pennywise in the new It movies. That He was supposed to? Yeah, he was originally attached to it and then had to drop out. So then they got uh, the Bill Skarsgård. I think Bill was perfect in that role with his the way he did his eyes. I don't know if you've ever seen the um, series of pictures where Bill Hader comes up to him. And Bill Hader thought that it was just special effects that made his eyes do that. And then he shows him that it's real. And you see in the sequence of photos, Bill Hader just looking absolutely terrified and stepping back from him. Mm. I've seen that. <laughs> It would have been interesting, though. Like, I, Will Poulter is an interesting actor. He is. And then you have the other guy. I forgot his name. The one that takes him to the that takes him to Sweden. Pelle. Yeah, I mean, Pelle. he was he was interesting, too, because he's kind of like feeding, feeding the problems. And like, it felt like the same point he wanted to sleep with Danny. That's how I took it. I don't think he wanted to sleep with her. Think he just wanted to murder her. No, I think it all made sense at the end when he was trying to do have her kill, have her make the choice and win the. Win the May thing. He he's working recruitment, man. Oh, yeah, okay. He was trying to get them there, and it, he was trying to make it all look like natural, like 
oh, you want to come with me and see where I live? And, He's being a good manipulator. Yeah. Making it their idea. <laughs> Make their, their decision. Oh, we're having a festival. You'll really enjoy it. You should come see my family, which it's, isn't really my family because my parents burned it up. And his thing, too, was at the end of the movie when they were deciding the victims to go, you know, into the burning house because he had brought the May Queen. He was excluded from being one of the options of the cult to go in. Oh, oh yeah. I did not catch that. I didn't. Either. So it was it was self-preservation on his part. So that's why he's constantly mentioning mentioning like, oh, the May Queens and feeding that to her. Yes. Right in the beginning. Oh, okay. That adds a new dimension to it. That's cool. Thank you. I, I appreciate it more now all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, you're going to appreciate it more by the time we're done, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I mean, I, I do like how they, they, after you have them arguing, when she finds out that they're going to Sweden, you have that whole fight where he's like, oh, you know, I, I didn't, I, you, something where he's trying to blame her for him not, for him lying to her. Mm-hmm. You, I do like the, the way the part where she goes into a room and all of a sudden she's on the airplane, just the way that they, the oh. cameras change. Sick. Trans- I really like that. Oh. I thought that was really good. Mm. Such a such a good shot. <sighs> I do love good transitions like that. It just that was a good transition. Like that was I was impressed. I was a little confused, but impressed a little bit because it just went very quickly. I wasn't expecting them all of a sudden to be on the plane. It was I don't know. It just caught me off guard. The transition. <laughs> I wish there were more transitions like that in this movie. Honestly, like the whole part when like before they get on the plane where he's like, "I invited Danny, but she's not going to go." I invited her, but she's not going to go. How did he know she was? I think he thought he was going to manipulate her not to go. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what the what his thought pe- process was. Maybe he thought she mm, Maybe. I don't know. It was just, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. And then you, then this is when the movie kind of like, everything becomes daytime after this part for, a, for most of the movie then. Because you have them driving, then you have them arriving at the field in Sweden. Which is... I, Kind of in the middle of nowhere, they kind of make sure that you're aware, like, you know, there's no cell phone signal They're They're just out there. Yeah. And we we should talk about the banner that shows at the beginning of the movie way before the beginning. Did you guys look at that, uh, like the artsy banner at the beginning, like really closely? No, it's the entire movie. Oh, the yes. entire movie is no, laid yes, out in I that did. banner where, yeah, where she like clips her pubic hairs and puts it in the bath. Is that was that the second banner. Oh, not yes. the first one? I yeah, don't know if I saw that one. Yeah, the first banner before anything even starts. I did not it, catch this. Yeah, it just, it lays out the whole movie. Okay, explain it to us. Because <laughs> I missed that one. No, it's just, it. there's, let me see if I can find a picture of it and send it to the group chat. That's cool. That's some cool foreshadowing to kind of do that. Because, again, it's going to make no sense to you, so it doesn't hurt showing the audience it. Well, they used... Uh, paintings throughout the movie to foreshadow future events like in danny's apartment there's this beautiful painting of a little girl and a bear that are sitting nose to nose which of course comes up in that you know ending sequence oh mm-hmm. okay i did not catch I, I didn't catch that either but that's and then of course the gosh i can't w- remember what you would call it but what tiffany was talking about that was hanging in the yard of the cult yeah, we can call it tapestry. tapestry. Yeah. yeah, yes, tapestry. And he, she asked, "What is this?" And he said, "Oh, do you want to see the story?" I think he <laughs> called it. Oh, that is. Oh, I didn't. Where was that? I didn't. It's in the opening of the movie. Yeah, oh. that is literally at the opening of the movie. I don't remember that. <laughs> That's wow. because it was probably too dark for me to see it. Yeah, that would also make very little sense. 
Right. But if you go back and watch it again, you're like, oh, I get it. That's the whole damn movie. Yeah, I that is. watch it again. <laughs> you probably that will. Son, the son's image or face in that image is horrifying. I never want to see a son look at me like that. <laughs> that is quite horrifying. It's worse than the Teletubby son. The Teletubby son is awful. When they get to the field, I thought it was weird that the first thing they do is start taking drugs. Oh, like, no. You you need to take more drugs then because if you're in a place <laughs> like that, that's usually the first thing. You're like, oh, yeah, some drugs might be nice. <laughs> like he gets to disarm them as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, they even use that language to Christian at one point where she said, this is to disarm you and this is to do something else when they're drugging him. Yeah, to lower your inhibitions. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, that makes perfect sense why they drug, why they convince everyone to take drugs right away. They're not clever. We get it. <laughs> I thought the dreaming stuff was weird. I didn't catch it like when she wakes up from the trip and then she runs to the bathroom and she sees a face in the mirror. I didn't realize that face was supposed to be like her parent or her sister. That didn't click because I couldn't see. <laughs> Fair. I told you we should have went downstairs. Like, <sighs> you didn't let me. Like, we were missing all the stuff. Now that irritates me. <laughs> oh, no. You're just going to have to watch it again. I know. I should have watched it again today. But I'd have to come downstairs. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I, hate, I hate to circle back to that beginning tapestry. But, you know, not that I'm looking at it again. I also <laughs> want to bring attention to the third part of it, where Pele is leading... Um, the students and Danny towards the cult, he is playing a pipe as he's leading them. And there's actually a uh, folklore story, the uh, Pied Piper of Hamlin. And the Pied Piper was hired by the mayor of Hamlin to play his pipe and lead all of the rats out of the city because the rats were carrying the plague. However, he never received pavement. So he played his pipe and ended up leading all of the children out of the city and killing them. So the oh. the imagery of Pele playing the pipe and the students following him is very interesting, knowing that, know that story. story. I do. I didn't know they killed them. That part of the story was left out as a kid. <laughs> yeah, there's, the <laughs> yeah there's, there's some speculation about what actually happened. It was actually one of the first recorded historical events in Hamlin. So they think that it may have been, you know, just, just a death that impacted all the children or perhaps the piper led them into the sea. But there's a lot of debate about what actually happened and a lot of different versions. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. See, this movie really makes you think, too. <laughs> oh, it really does. Especially I completely like, see this happening. Go go and watch it again. I know you don't want to. I don't but. want to, but I, I, I might, to be honest with you. This wasn't as... Like, one thing I do have to say, I was never bored during this movie. I was entertained enough, even though I didn't like what I was watching. I didn't want to turn it off. So, there, there is that. I knew it was something you had to pay attention to. Yeah. Even though I missed a bunch of stuff, I, I still, you know, I knew you had to pay attention to it. <laughs> like when you first get to the town, you have them, everybody's wearing white or all the town folk are wearing white. And I'm like, well, hmm, that's a little ominous right there, too, that <laughs> everybody's got white on, you know, the, the color of, of, of purity, which these guys are obviously not pure because they're murdering people. But hey, well, I mean, obviously, like it's also the longest and hottest summer on record, they said. So you don't wear black in the summer unless you're me. <laughs> I don't know, it just kind of seemed the fact that everyone had the same type of robes too, you know, the, the, the same attire. Yeah, they looked comfy though. I will say yeah. that. I think the clothing made everyone very aware of who the outsiders were versus the cult members, so it was easy to identify their targets. Good it, call. 
That was a good call. There was a scene early on. There's a random woman that Tiff had pointed out that was wearing like just like a tank top or something. Or no, you said midriff was showing. And I'm assuming that wasn't it wasn't Danny. It wasn't Connie. I didn't know. And you never hear from you never see her again. You never. But there was an extra body in the in the temple in the end. <laughs> so I'm assuming that it was someone else that was also brought. They never mentioned that didn't make it out. No, I think that was somebody coming back from their excursions, much oh. like Pella and Ingemar did. Okay, but without any sacrifices? Yeah. Okay. Maybe they didn't bring sacrifices. Maybe they just brought people to hang out, to oh, join. They didn't, they didn't kill everybody, did they? They killed everybody that Ingmar and Pele brought. Yeah, but, but they also <laughs> d- each did something to upset the, 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 the cult. Mm. So, yes, those that offended the cult were, as I'm sure the cult would put it, brought to justice. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't catch it the first time, but when I was watching a YouTube video, and it kind of explained some of that, where it said, like, with, with Connie and, what the hell was the guy's name? Simon. Simon Gold. When they freak out in the part that we're about to talk about shortly, then they are, and they just, they won't calm down about it. They offended the cult, and they go missing. And they both try to escape, too, which, if they had escaped and told people what was going on, that would bring attention to the cult that they probably didn't want. Yeah. Because they were too angry about it. They, they didn't realize, like, maybe we should close our mouths and just kind of, you know, try to go along with what's happening. And didn't Connie think it was suspicious that they were like, oh, the train station is a half an hour away when it took them, like, four hours to get there? In a little small car. Yeah. <laughs> also, there was, an, there was a, a line that I put in the notes that got my attention where I, f- I forget. Someone says, oh, the kids are playing Skin the Fool. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, OK, hmm, that's not ominous. No, it's a game. It's a midsummer game. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they were actually murdering somebody. <laughs> no, it's it's also foreshadowing, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And- I think it's time for the first installment of Ken brings to note something you may not have caught. Here we go. <laughs> I didn't what? catch most of what you told us so far, so let's go. <laughs> After Pella introduce, introduces the group to uh, Father Odd, his name was, which is great fucking name. <laughs> He's going around welcoming everybody. He's like, ah, welcome, welcome. And when he gets to Danny, he says, welcome home. Doesn't say that to anybody else. Just to Danny. I did not. That is interesting. Given what Pele says later when he asks her if Christian feels like home to her. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he had early correspondence to explain Danny before she arrived. Oh, I'm sure. I'd put money on it. I remember when he said that. Yeah, very... A lot of little things like that keep happening in the movie. Oh, all right. What I'm trying to say is watch it again. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably going to happen now. I, I should have watched it again. <laughs> and I know you have this. Is I have in my notes. Pele gives Danny a drawing, which is, again, I thought he was kind of like trying to sleep with her. But I guess what you're saying makes more sense that he was manipulating her to, you know, join them, essentially. Didn't they kiss later on or did they imagine that? He did kiss her. Oh. They did kiss, yeah. When she um, wins the the Mayflower thing, he kisses her. So May they, Queen. Did they yeah. purposely let her win that? I mean, yeah, possibly. Probably. Yeah, I uh, you know, I think that Pele could have both been manipulating her for self preservation and thinking about her as a future wife because the cult oh. was very against incest. So it would make sense that he would try to pursue someone who wasn't in the family lineage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, okay. I just thought it was weird that 
a few ways that people got eliminated was like, oh, I bumped into you and I fell down. Now I'm eliminated. Oh, no, I've fallen. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, I'm touching something. Don't worry. <laughs> like, I can't hear anything for a second. <laughs> And then this is also when you have like you see that tapestry for the first time, the one that shows her cutting her pubes and putting it into the into the pie. Well, it's it's the picking the flowers, putting them under the pillow, cutting the pubes off, putting them in something you eat, and menstruating into a cup into a drink. And then it shows like somebody like falling in love. Yep. Yeah. Falling in love, coming under one spell. Yeah. And man, it was really handy for that to just be hanging around. <laughs> but then they like literally show it to them. Yeah. Like let's Pele see. walks over and shows it to them. Let's see the story. He shows it to Simon and Connie though. Oh. Oh, he didn't show it to the people that are about to get affected by. It. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. I did not catch that. And we do in fact later see that everyone has a beverage and Christians is Decidedly more pink than everybody yeah. else's. Yeah, Mike mentioned that. Yeah, I, I caught that. I'm like, ah, that's uh And Christian <sighs> does find flowers under his pillow. I'm sure the drink tasted differently. <laughs> Christian just had pink lemonade and everybody else had lemonade. That's really all it was. <laughs> the next drink. His definitely t- tasted like pennies. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> You, they see the house they're staying at, and you have the small moment where he tries to not be an ass. Like, oh, here's your you know, birthday cake. I didn't forget it's your birthday. I just got confused. I thought it was yesterday, but the light no- it never got dark, so you never knew that it changed a day, like they mentioned just a little bit before. <laughs> and I really like that the movie does that. It really plays a lot with time and how time is not working right for them so they're they're disoriented the entire movie which really a lot i think allows for most of the things to happen here that's fair and it's right after this is when you when you start getting to the first weird really weird shit this is where you have the where they go to the table and you have all the scene with the elders chanting and just they're they're eating like weird food it looked like too it looked like they were eating like smashed up weeds yummy it looked very strange salad yeah the salad didn't look like a normal salad to me (laughs) I also yeah, don't eat salad. I mean, you can eat like stuff. That I ate dandelions before. Arguably, Swedish cuisine is not quite the same as ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, plus, wasn't like the meat looked like it was rotting all the time? Or was that just me? It might have been just you. Okay. I, I thought it all looked great. I was like, mm, I want to go. I was what always meat thinking uh, it's going to be people. I mean, they do have some fermented dishes. In Sweden. I unplugged myself for a second, so I didn't hear anything. We mentioned that Sweden does indeed have some fermented dishes. Okay. Which Mike would probably never eat. No. Because he doesn't even like egg salad. You haven't had lutefisk? Oh, God, don't mention that to me. How dare you? I don't (laughs) eat that because my grandmother made it every Christmas, and I just couldn't even stand the smell of it. So. (laughs) I'm also Swedish. Oh, Partially I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to any small towns. <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> and this is when the movie first gets really freaky. Well, a freaky again for the first time in, in this place where it's been kind of happy and everybody's been drugged up all the time. This is when you, you have you have them. They, they bring them to the cliff and you have the elders standing on the top of the cliff. And I know, oh, this ain't going to end well. Because earlier, Pe- Pele makes a comedy. He's like, okay, we, you know, we do this from this age. We're, 72. you know, and then 72, you know, we're a mentor till 72. And what happens after 72? And he just, just smiles at them and doesn't say anything. At the stoop on. <laughs> <laughs> and this is and like, 
you know, you just see the part where they, I'm like, they put the blood on the runes. I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what's coming when they cut their hands and then, you know, touch the stones. And then you see the woman jump off and the way her face hits that rock and the way they show it, it's just, I I can handle blood and gore, but I can't handle stuff like that. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know why I can't handle stuff like that. Especially when they smashed the old man's head in. Yes, when he jumps and fails. And they had to keep doing that. Oh, here, it's your turn. And it's your turn. I mean, he was dead after the first one. Keep going. I mean, there's no question after his face was putty, like, he's done. But the point of that, too, felt like they had to give more of a reason for Connie and them to get upset. Because, it, you know, the fact that, you know, they commit suicide is one thing. But then when they go and smash his face with a hammer and three people each take a turn to smashing his face. Like, you know, that was to add more to the brutality to it and, like, the unsettlingness, I felt. Be sure, okay? One made sure. I could tell you right there. He was done. All right. I'm going to play devil's advocate on this because I, I think it's actually a pretty cool concept. I like the idea of not live, ending your life in misery. So you know, I agree just, with you. I'll let you continue, but I agree with you. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me continue. I'm sorry. I, agree. I just wanted to say I agree with you. <laughs> I, I don't think... The hammer blows were done as a brutality thing. I think they were done as a mercy thing. Because did you see his legs? You don't heal from that. No, no. He had to die. Yeah. And they did it, I think, the most humane, efficient way possible. They didn't cut his throat and make it bleed out. They didn't, you know, poison him and have him racked with pain. They just bopped him on the head like you would a cow. Okay, fair. And I think the three was the ritual amount of times you have to do it to make sure. That's fair, too. Okay. So the age, I agree with the age thing, because I work with seniors, and I see them live to 100, past 100, and they suffer, and the whole concept of accepting that they live to 72, and they accept, you know, they take their lives in their own hands, I kind of respect that, and I don't like seeing my residents suffer like that and not knowing when they're going to live or die, and so I kind of respect that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd rather take a bullet I ain't jump off a cliff. I hate heights <laughs> to begin with. Like, nah. so. I, have to say I, right now, so. <laughs> I believe there was a reason that the woman jumped to her death head first and the man foot first. I don't think that he made a mistake when he jumped. Um, especially if they had seen this ritual get performed over and over again. I don't know the reason why he would jump foot first. My inclination is that um, it was a familial thing for the other cult members to kill him. However, I I definitely can't watch that and say, oh, he just slipped. I, I truly do think that it was intentional. I just don't know what the intention was. I, I think the way he jumped was intentional. I don't think he meant to glance off the side of the rock. Because if he would have hit that head on, like, just feet first, he would have been fine. Like, he would have been dead, no doubt. Yeah, because it would have crushed his body. Yeah, his shin bones would have shot through his skull. But he <laughs> yeah, just no, I agree with you. <laughs> hit the side of it. That might have been the mistake, maybe. Because he looked as surprised as everybody. He kind of, like, ricocheted. I don't think that was meant to happen. No, because... I, yeah, I do be think the feet first was intentional, though. Yes. But I don't know why. I mean, it can't be hard to, to drop off face first, though, like to your death. Like, that's got to be just. Because it wasn't high enough for to just kill them on impact. 
again, I hate heights, so I can't even think of the idea of jumping to my death. So I okay. beg to differ. I think that's plenty high enough to kill you on impact. If no, you it is something hard. I unfortunately know more about that than I should because of my one of my previous jobs. And yeah, no, that's high enough. If you hit something hard, but if you just jump and hit the ground, I don't. Feel I like mean, I someone jumped off the third floor of the MOA parking lot and of uh, the um the parking of uh, the parking structure and died. But that's not uh, it, as no, it wasn't a fourth floor, maybe. It was, um, and I, one of the guys I worked with said he actually, when he worked there, it happened to somebody, and he was telling us about it. He's like, yeah, just, so. That little boy was thrown off. No, not him. There was someone else. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. He was thrown off. In- no, but someone else jumped off the parking structure. But Sorry, it truly doesn't take a whole lot to no. pop our, you know, meat bags, to be honest. It doesn't take a whole lot of height. We're, we're pretty oh. fragile. Yes, yes, we are. All right. If there's a year-end Games My Mom Found reward, I want Pop My Meat Bags to be in the running for best quote. <laughs> yes. I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean to laugh. I was laughing at uh, that phrase, Pop. No, the phrase is funny, okay? okay? Like, I mean, she's also not wrong. It doesn't take yeah, a whole lot I to kill us. Or not that. at the statement. I was laughing at the phrase. <sighs> See, that's why there's a disclaimer when you open this episode, even though I almost forgot. That's why it's there. Because you didn't say it soon enough. I didn't. Eh, we didn't get to the dark stuff yet. Okay. Yeah, guys, keep telling me how funny I am. I really like it. Thank you. <laughs> you are oh, funny. come on. <laughs> I'm making it easy, okay? <laughs> no, I'm trying to look it up on Google, like the minimum distance to jump to death. And I look it up on Google and it says, help is available. <laughs> Speak with someone today. Like, uh, I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Like I'm, you should have known that. That I was going to give you that. <laughs> Please call get a call. if you feel like. He's going to get some phone calls now. <laughs> and it immediately yeah, wanted to know my location. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have your location on, that might not be good. <laughs> so we hear a knock while we're recording. We know I know. Huh? We're going to hear a knock. Hello, it's the police. <laughs> Do you need help, sir? I'm just recording a podcast about a movie <laughs> where they jump to death. If it happens, it? I'm not going to mute it. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that, too, actually. For the- don't. What, what an interesting oh. twist for a podcast to have. <laughs> uh, I also didn't really think about this part until later. Um, again, this is, I think I was trying not to think about this movie after I watched it at, at 930 at night, was trying to go to bed, but I couldn't help but think about it. Uh, the part when Christian, who doesn't know what to write his thesis on, which is brought up throughout the movie, all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to write my thesis on this cult, just like you are, Josh. Oh. And I don't know enough about thesis. I don't I, didn't, I don't know much about these, but I'm assuming you're not supposed to like, you know, it's supposed to be something unique, not copying your friend. Oh, God. I mean, I'm you a- can write your thesis about anything. Is it a shit dick move to copy your friend who's right there? Absolutely. Oh, huge dick move. <laughs> Like, Especially honestly, it's something that's kind of a smaller subject. Maybe one thing we're going to discuss the way New York was brought up, you know, something like that. Well, especially because he was more depth. He was going to go to Europe and he was studying it longer. And and he just was like one day, oh, I'm going to do it on this cult. Yeah. And he wasn't even writing anything either. Yeah. yeah. They you made, know, it's. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ken. I was just going to say they make a huge deal about how he doesn't even know what he's going to do throughout the entire movie. And then he's like, oh, okay, no, I'm going to do it here. I'm going to do it in this thing that you're also doing it on. Like, Well, I think, so Cheaty, I'm sorry. What is his name again? It's Josh, right? Yeah. I think it is. Yes, it'll always be Cheaty. I think it's hilarious that Christian's friends were so mean to Danny and watched Christian be an absolute asshole to her over and over again. 
And then Josh is like surprised Pikachu when Christian is an asshole to him. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you are funny. (laughs) You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much goaded him on in his mistreatment of her. And then they're like, oh my God, you mean you're a mean person? Holy crap, that is so surprising. I would never have guessed. My, 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 how the turntables. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, they just show you how much of an asshole he is throughout this more and more. Oh, like. Y'all don't even know, though. So this is as good a time as any to bring it up. There is two versions of this movie. There is the theatrical version, which y'all watched and I watched. And then there is also a director's cut, which is um, sold exclusively on Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray through A24. And it adds about 22 minutes back into the movie. And most of that is Christian being a piece of shit. (laughs) And a big thing that they added in here was to this fight between Josh and Christian and how Josh is like, look, I've had to help you through everything. You didn't even know how to use JSTOR when you were here. And you're a grad student, which A, JSTOR burns, always quality. But B, like Josh has been helping him through the entirety of grad school. So I'm really surprised Christian did not get his ass beat. Who would have won? Later, he did. Oh, later. That's fair. (laughs) But, like, I was, as somebody who's had experience in academia, I just wanted to slap the patchy facial hair off Christian. Just, ooh, I wanted to punch him. (sighs) I'm okay. I'm okay. He's such a piece of shit, though. And and then this is, I I put Danny's upset in my notes. I don't remember what she was upset about, but probably because Christian's an asshole. And then you have the burning the bodies. Because they burn the elders' bodies. You're right. Danny is upset. Danny is upset because of the Atastupan. And the big thing that I really wanted to talk about before we run away from that is the way they shot it. Because Danny realizes what's happening a split second before they jump. Good for her. And as soon as that lady hits the rock, they go back to Danny and you can see the background just starts becoming blurred while she's remains in focus. And I was just like, Ooh, that is a great way to show dissociation. Oh, Mm -hmm. and it happens. Yeah. And it happens with the, with the, when the guy gets hit every time the hammer thumps into his head, like you see the background behind her pulses with every hit. So I was like, ooh, this is absolutely how you illustrate breaking down somebody's mental state. That's cool. God damn, you're going to make me watch this movie again. You you see Connie and Simon yelling, but their voices are extremely distorted. Oh, yeah. 100% shock. Oh. Kind of starts wailing like she did when she found out her parents and her sister were dead. Yeah. Well, death will do that to you if you're not used to it. Especially that way. And it's also, so that happens, and then she begs Christian to leave, and he's like, no, I'm cool with what just happened, and I want to stay now. Which, (laughs) they just saw this very brutal act of violence. I mean, even if the violence had a purpose to the cult, it is violence. And knowing that she had just gone through what she had with her sister and her parents, he said, no, I'm going to keep you in this violent atmosphere where you're going to be reminded of death frequently because I want to be here and I will not allow you to leave without me. Ew. 
Yes, Christian, when you really analyze his behavior, it goes so deep into mental and emotional abuse. Oh, big time. And there's there's more stuff in the director's cut, a lot more uh, gaslighting. And Christian, they cut this out of the theatrical movie, and it's a bummer because it's such an important thing. Because Danny gives him a bundle of flowers at some point, supposedly the day after her birthday. Do you guys remember that? He gets like a bunch of flowers from Danny. That was in the theatrical. Doesn't she, uh, she picks them for him? Yes. 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 She picks him for Christian. And they cut out a scene afterwards that night where he's freaking out because he's like, well, you just pick me a bunch of flowers the day after I forget your birthday. What am I supposed to do with that? You know, how am I supposed to make that up to you now? Like he views their relationship as a transactional one, which is Sheldon. He's gross. Yeah, Shelton's disgusting. And that show's trash. I don't know why you watch it, but... <laughs> I've only watched it three times, sir. That's all. Uh, now it's my <laughs> turn to gag. Sweet. Uh, and then this is around the time when you also have the, the girl puts the love rune underneath his bed. Mm-hmm. So that, again, I was like, ah, you know, following the thing. I'm like, well, yeah, it definitely was a pink lemonade Then he hit. So... Uh, and you had a scene that I knew was going to end badly for the guy. This is right around the time when you have the dumbass Will Poulter character who ends up pissing on that tree. And I was thinking the scene, like, why don't they he just walk off to wherever the bathroom is? Like, why just piss on a tree? Pee on a tree. She couldn't just pee in the open on the meadow. Or just go in the woods? There is no woods. <laughs> there were some woods somewhere. Open meadow everywhere. Well, that goes to the damn bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mike, I can explain this for you really simply. Because Mark's an American. He don't need permission to piss nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That's fair. Agreed. <laughs> like, I, I said it at the beginning of the episode. He is that American tourist. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, there's. I got nothing else. But I was like, oh, I know. I knew it was over for him. After he did that, I'm like, yeah, he's dead. Like, there was oh, yeah. no question. I'm like, he's dead. And because like, the guy just freaks the fuck out because he just pissed on. I mean, because earlier you see them put the, the, the ashes of the dead bodies into the tree. I'm like, the tree is holy. You know, it has meaning. And he just pisses on it. Yeah. Yeah. Ulf does not take that well. That's the character's name. Ulf. Oh, yeah. They get really mad. This is a, and this is right around the time. The next scene after this is when you see that Simon is missing and Connie's all upset. Yep. Because, you know, Simon traveled in that little car that could only that could only fit two people. Mm-hmm. So that's going mean, to be good foreshadowing because this is I mean, I kind of figure like, oh, yeah, things are going to start getting bad here soon. I'm like, things are not going to end well for these people when Simon goes missing. And then you see a part with Connie and then you never see Connie again. Is that when you hear the woman someone screaming? It's somewhere around this part. You hear a woman screaming and they, and they don't ever acknowledge it in this movie. Yeah. In the director's cut, they do have an explanation for what happens. What's their explanation? They cut out an entire nighttime ceremony where a child was being offered up to the river as a sacrifice. And then they were like, oh, no, let him be. He has proved his bravery. And, you know, this is apparently some whole scripted thing. But that night is when Connie's taken. And that's also the night that Christian and Danny have their big argument about the flowers. Okay. So, yeah, they cut that out completely. And in the end, when you see Connie's body, she's wearing the same robe that the little kid was wearing. So she was absolutely offered up to the river in his place. All of the deaths were, well, I shouldn't say all. Connie, Simon, Mark, and Josh each had elemental deaths. I did not catch that. I did. So you have, you have Connie of the river, 
and then they played Skin the Fool with Mark, and they, they stuffed him with hay, which we know is very um, flammable. We have <laughs> Chidi, who was planted into the earth, and then we have Simon, who they performed a blood eagle on him. And with the the blood eagle, I would argue, was the worst death of them. Yeah, because he was we, still alive. Because <laughs> he was still alive, which, I mean, it could have been Christian you know, hallucinating due to the drugs or the fact that he was still breathing despite, you know, his ribs being cracked open and rearranged to, you know, form form the blood eagle. So his would represent air. Okay. It's just terrible thing they did that to people back then. I don't... So there's not a whole lot of uh, proof that that actually happened. That may very well just be a myth. Okay. Yep. I know they did terrible things to people when they killed people in the past. They still do, Mike. Yeah. I uh, I hate to tell you, but no, <laughs> we're, we're still horrible. <laughs> yeah, killing, no killing a person in oil for the king. So there's that. <laughs> I, I hate that for some How reason. How do you know that? Because we don't really have any kings. Okay, we do have kings in different places. So yeah, that probably does happen. So. But at least it's not on a TV show called The Tudors that I watch. They have cult leaders that could act as kings. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we may not have monarchy, but we certainly have social class. And mm-hmm. we still have gang violence and stuff like that. Which largely stems from social class. Exactly. Yeah, socioeconomic terrorism happens every day. Mikey, are you depressed yet? I am, yes. Good. <laughs> Doing our job. That's what we were going for. Probably depressed before. So. <laughs> yes, but it's not helping. But it's all right. Uh, and then you have a you you have a. This is when I feel like this scene was also important when they bring Danny in. They have Danny start helping with the cooking to kind of start getting her associated with the other women that are there. And kind of more to take her away from her group that's slowly starting to miss. Because Mark is still here. This is not the... Yeah, because this hasn't happened yet. It's shortly when Mark and Josh are about to go missing. Because then the next part you have is when Josh is talking with the... with The with the, the guy in charge of the church with the book. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the oracles. And he talks about the fact that, like, oh, they do inbreeding to make the oracle. And then he's like, oh, can I take a picture? And he's like, no. And he just I like how he just closes the book right when he says that. Yeah, we really should talk about Ruben. I love Ruben as a character because he literally adds nothing to the movie. <laughs> He's just there to make people uncomfortable. Oh, Ruben's the Oracle? Yep. Yeah. Like, well, that's fair. I mean, that's kind of what it what it does. It's to make you, like, question, like, you know, and also like, the idea that they, you know, are putting somebody through that type of thing, too. Like, on yeah, purpose. Well, Ruben is the prophet. He's the one who interprets their scripture called the Ruby Rotter. And it is a living document. They have hundreds of volumes of it. And, oh, boy. They have to get somebody unclouded by normal cognition. That's a bad phrase. Yeah, no, it's a it's a <laughs> fucked up scene, too. It, so they have these very strong taboos against incest, except when it comes to their oracles, which they are very careful about the incest practice that will produce the best oracle. Which, I mean, kind of yay? Kind of? Uh, not sure I would ever say yay. <laughs> well, I mean, like... They're they're not a great cult, but at least they don't do incest all the time. Yeah. That's why it's a yay part, I think. Oh, Small I yay? Uh, no yay. They, they have <laughs> select incest, and that's what you're saying, select yeah. incest? Okay, so that's... Yeah. Because they're not always piece of shit, only sometimes. Selective yeah. incest, that's, that's good. I mean, selective that's better incest. than letting it run wild. Selective yay. Also, every cult controls sexuality, so that also kind of fits with it, too, that they control who they can mate with. Yeah. I'm watching a lot of stuff on cults lately, too, so, in general. Because of this? No, just because I do. 
I like documentaries about cults. Well, then I don't know why you didn't want to watch this. This is right up your alley. Yeah, but you see in the documentary, they don't show people getting murdered. <laughs> they insinuate it. They insinuate, yes, but they don't show it. She's to be okay. fair, they don't really show it here. There was enough. <laughs> no, I was on board for this movie. I actually was excited to watch this. It was during the movie that I got creeped out. <laughs> so, oh, this is when you have the, the time for supper and you have, yeah, Mark and Joshua, everyone's still there. And this is when Christian finds the hair in the pie that we mentioned earlier. And this is when Will Powder. <laughs> Like, I knew he was dead when the girl comes up to him. She's like, here, follow me, follow me. He just goes with her. Like, you just pissed on their sacred tree. Like, oh, hey, let's go. Let's go leave the group and go with this random girl. Nothing bad could happen. Ooh, sex. Yeah. And then you never see him. Well, you do see him again, kind of. Yeah, kind of. So I didn't completely understand what was. So the next scene is you have them. The nighttime comes and Josh sneaks off to go and start taking pictures of the scriptures. And I was expecting because you have like that mirror in the room. And I was like expecting something to appear on the other side of the mirror at first. Mm-hmm. And then but instead you just have uh, his buddy Mark shows up and you find out. And I'm like, wait a second. That's not Mark. And you just see like some guy wearing Mark's face. So Ari Aster has confirmed in interviews that it is Ulf who is wearing Mark's skin. The guy who freaked out about the pissing on the tree, he's the one who killed and skinned Mark. I thought it was the Oracle. <laughs> no, Ruben's sleeping in the bed the entire time. Yeah, they show him in, in a scene while, and then Chidi is hit with a hammer and killed. But I'm who hits him? They never say. <laughs> no, but again, this is where Ari Aster confirmed in interviews it was Pella. Really? Oh, Pella killed his friend? Yep. Damn, that okay then. That's disturbing. We thought that Christian was the worst friend. Well, I mean, Pella orchestrated all of this. Are they really friends? Like, really? No, I would argue like, that. I mean, it's the same idea. Are you friends with the pig that you're raising for harvest? I mean, that's kind of what they were doing here. So. <laughs> I mean, the same idea. I mean, they weren't wow. going to eat them, but they were the same thing. They were just being used to be slaughtered. Wow, that's fucking dark, man. I know. <laughs> Finally getting to you. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and th- okay, this is when things start getting really interesting i thought because i kind of could tell that there was going to start be a change when christian goes off to a house uh randomly and danny is being taken because only danny and christian are left you have the whole scenes where they're upset that mark and josh are missing the book in quotations is missing and missing yeah oh i'm sorry i'm sorry there's there's the one the one thing that christian says which i almost cried laughing about oh what i don't know what happened to your book but i think it's important to say that we are in no way associated with him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like trying to crazy. save that thesis is so hard so stupid like oh my god i laughed so hard I mean, where do you think they went you're in the middle of nowhere like you probably can't walk to, i mean like you aren't you're not gonna you don't have any cell phone signal i doubt they have a compass on them how the hell are they even gonna get out of there and get anywhere well the entrance is marked by a big old sun and it looked like there was a path that they walked to get there so okay but I mean, but if you stole a book, would you just run out the front door? I mean, if you stole the original, you know, like some some original holy texture, you're not just going to run out the front door. I mean, Someone's if you want to steal it, that's exactly what you're going to do. <laughs> I think you'd run out the woods. Run where, though? I mean, they do have cars. Yeah. Not many. They got one. They got to run back to their cars. <laughs> I don't know. I just I was like, OK, I just thought it was just confusing that like, you know, and like he wasn't even worried that his friends were missing. Like He doesn't even care. But again, he's getting drugged up constantly, too. Yeah. But he's a piece of shit, too, so I guess that goes along with it. Yeah. I don't care about what's happening to him. No, I don't think you're supposed to. You're supposed to not like him. And they do a good job of that. I just felt like it was kind of like really seeing the disassociation of what was going on, like where Danny is being more and more brought into the cult. 
and where she's because she's taken with the other women wearing flowers at this point and then this is when christian is brought into the room with the the woman that's kind of in charge of the place and saying, oh, you've been, you know, you've been allowed to mate with that redhead. And I do like how he looks at an image of a bear on, on is it a bear on fire that he looks yep. at? <laughs> oh, and earlier they do have that random part when they just see a bear in a cage. They're like, what's that? And the guy's like, it's a bear. And that's it. There's no other conversation, nothing. Just, it's a bear. I mean, what did he think it was? It's a bear. <laughs> I mean, I would have been like, oh, it's a bear. <laughs> Cue the special meme from Mickey Mouse Playhouse. That's a special tool that'll help us later. <laughs> <sighs> yep, that is fair. Oh, and then you have like the whole Mayflower dance starts where Danny's dancing. And I, I do agree now that because I wasn't like that, that she they did let her win on purpose. Because like what Tiffany brought up, like there is one point where a girl just runs into her and then and, 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 like throws up and like vanishes. And they drugged her up too before. Yeah. They drug oh, yeah. everyone up before. Stamina, they said. <laughs> well, makes you... well, that comes later. They didn't drug her up for this part. No, they, they drug Danny, but Christian's uh, herbal Viagra comes later. Oh, yeah. But didn't they drug all the girls? Yeah, they drug all the girls before the dance. We have that weird woman that looked like she should have been in the in the, the Handmaid's Tale show who gives them the, the tea. I think yep. that's what he meant. They drugged all the girls. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, 100%. They're drugging people constantly in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, microdosing is effective in dealing with emotional trauma. And I'm sure that that's what they were going for. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then they carry off Danny on the, on, cause Danny wins the, wins the dance, which I'm again, I, I, I think was on purpose. As I said, I'm pretty sure it was on purpose. <laughs> oh, and then like, they it's just kind of like weird. Like this is, Oh yeah. This is when you have Pele kisses her too. And they're all bringing, and they're marching her along and bringing her to the table. And they have her sit at the front of the table, which I thought was odd too. She's the May queen. Why is that yeah. odd? She wants it's odd to me. And they, does she it's, eat the fish they give her? That raw fish? She tries. She, tries. she eats everything that they give her. I just was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can't think of an idea of eating a fish raw like that. I mean, a lot of cultures eat fish raw. So. Yeah, I know what I just can't. Ugh. I like fish. But, uh. Man, I want sushi now. <laughs> I can't eat. Well, that at least looks better than eating a freaking fish with the skin on, the tail on, the eyes on. So It was a big fish. Uh-huh. So. Wanders. I didn't want to interrupt Tiff. Oh, um, fine. Please go. <laughs> so there are there are three steps to gaining control of someone's mind that cults use frequently. Uh, these are unfreezing, changing, and refreezing. Unfreezing means breaking a person down. Changing is when the indoctrination is introduced. And refreezing means building someone's new cult identity. So I think that the May Queen, that whole ceremony was was part of the refreezing trying to indoctrinate Danny into believing that she is a very important figure to the rest of the cult. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. After Absolutely being, agree. after being treated as if she's unimportant by Christian, I think she was a really good target for everyone. And I think that's probably what Pele communicated ahead of time is that this, this is going to be our queen because look, she has no identity right now. She lost her entire family unit. She, has nothing going for her except this shitty boyfriend. It'll be really easy to show her the support that she has not gotten and convince her to stay. Okay. I mean, that is, yeah. Oh, there's also a, a documentary on Netflix that's on right now called uh, The Cult's Playbook. It talks about different cult leaders and stuff. It's uh, good. Narrated by Peter Dinklage, too, so it's really good. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't watch stuff about cults because it freaks me out too much. Get I, that. Yeah, this this fictional movie, sure, fine. But real real cult stuff, it it makes me feel really sick to my stomach. 
no, I, I completely can understand it, it. There's been a couple things where I've had to turn off documentary. I'm like, I can't do this. There was one that I brought up before a reenactment of the when the, the nuclear goes off in Hero in Japan, uh, not Hiroshima, but when the power plant goes and there was a scene in there with some and I just like, nope, I'm done. Turn it right off. I never went back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's hit me to a few times with stuff. Where I'm like, no, this is too. This is too like I know this happened to someone. And I'm like, nope, I'm done. So mm-hmm. I get that 100 percent. I mean. Luckily, most of the documentaries I watch don't you always they, they skip over stuff or they make it less terrible in the way like I don't see it. But yeah, no, it, some of that stuff is just disturbing. And and this and, and this movie really kind of makes me think more about that. Like it's following so many cues of what cults do all the time to people like, you know, they do kind of like love bombing to her, too. Oh, yeah. So it's it's a, it's a fucking dark movie. It really is. But and it's it going to get darker. It is eerie how everything takes place in the sun, too. Like you guys brought that up before we watched this like a year ago, I think. it Or somebody brought it up like, yeah, it's almost the entire movie's in the sun, which adds to creepiness in a, in a way. Uh, this is when you have Christian starts tripping because like, they give him the oh yeah, they give him the drink and say, this will help you this will take down your defenses, and he just drinks it. I mean, somebody gave me a drink and said, this is going to take down your defenses, and my friends have gone missing. I'm not drinking it. I got news for you. I mean, Mark and Josh just go missing. He doesn't even care. He's just like, oh, we're not associated with them. Even though we came here, I've been living with them. Not associated with them. Well, at this he... point, he's been constantly drugged. Does he realize that they just haven't gone somewhere? Does he realize they're really missing? He's also a shitty friend. Yeah. yeah. I have nothing to... I'm not associated with him. <laughs> just can't get over that. Like, what the so, fuck? Maybe he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. That could possible, too. <laughs> Or maybe they don't even comprehend the fact that people are being murdered around you. Like people just don't go missing like that in a small town. Like I said, he doesn't care, and he's really kind of silly. Yeah, and they do come and off really friendly. It's surprising that they would watch these deaths of the elders and then be like, "Wow, I wonder where my friends went." Like, <laughs> you guys saw a dude get his head bashed in by the whole cult. What do you mean? Your friends are lost. You're not going to go check on them. That doesn't strike you as potentially being a dangerous situation. And they didn't have, did they have a, was their car still there? They had to walk to the village. Oh, yeah. So they had to leave their cars behind. That's smart. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure because there's a one part where Danny's dreaming and she sees them get in the car and drive off and laugh at her. But That's just Danny. Yeah, that's how I took it, too. But I couldn't, I was like, wait, the car nearby? Like, maybe, like, this is the point where you should get in your car and leave. Yeah, no, car is not nearby. They left it at the side of the room. Yeah, they left it earlier when they go drink the mushroom tea and do the whole first tripping out and then walk there. Which, again, makes sense. You want to make sure that you have everybody's escape plan far away from them. Probably can't remember how to get to it. No. I've also never taken mushroom, but I'm assuming mushrooms hit you a lot harder than taking an edible. So, Look, the CGI that they did with the backgrounds constantly whirling and undulating, that's pretty fucking close to mushrooms. <laughs> I can believe that. <laughs> like, I've been there. I've done them. And... It's kind of trippy watching it once you're you once you know that sensation watching this movie. You're like, oh, man, they did a good job here. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, also, you know, it. yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. I'll, I can wait. I was going to say I can't confirm or deny that I've ever tried them. <laughs> but if I had tried them, what I would have done is sat down and watched Disney's Descendants 2 and had a really great time. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't in Sweden, aren't all drugs legal anyway? No. Is that? Uh, no. Sweden has very strict laws against okay. marijuana. It's not allowed whatsoever. Okay. They actually, they it's a fairly conservative culture. There oh. aren't many drugs allowed. That is that is true. Okay, uh, Sweden is very 
So I was thinking if it was a country where drugs are freer, so that's why they're all just like, okay, let's go, you know, get high because it, you know, just because there are countries I know in Europe that are freer about it. But you're thinking of Amsterdam. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. I also feel like Norway might be a little more free with their drugs. One of those other Scandinavian countries, either Norway or Finland, one of them is a lot more free than Sweden. Because if it's that illegal, I wouldn't be comfortable. But I'm, I'm. That's how I am. Like, but I get it. You're in the middle. So, of the uh, you're here's the official word on narcotics from the Swedish government. The Swedish penal law on narcotics criminalizes the use, possession, purchase, sale, and transfer of drugs. The punishment for a drug offense is imprisonment for up to three years, and the punishment for a minor drug offense is a substantial fine. Oh damn! So this whole town would be locked up, huh? Yeah. They have their own rules. Yeah, that's why they're out in the middle of nowhere. And they probably don't care. It helps when you're a cult to keep people away from you. It's in the pipe I said in that uh, documentary. All right, and then you have Danny gets in the carriage, which really made me think of Cinderella for some reason. I don't have a good answer to that, but that's what went through my head. Well, Cinderella, Cinderella. Oh, who was burying meat in the ground? Oh, I know this, actually. That's actually a nature fertility rite. Oh, okay. That's what I thought of as well. Sorry. You're right. The eggs, it's all to signify a quote-unquote sacrifice of food to the earth to help grow more food. Okay. Yeah, and I, I knew what was coming. because you, you see Christian get up and just leave the table at one point, too. I'm like, yep, okay. I know where he's going. Yeah, pee gone bone. <laughs> and was it the drugs, or was it just him being an asshole? He was yes. drugged. He was drugged, and he was also lured away, and while drugged, taken advantage of. So I, I think we should be very clear okay. that Christian was sexually um, abused. Yeah. Yes. It does show it when he does finally, when the drugs wear off. Now, while he, yeah. he did consent to it talking to Siv, he did not consent to the method. He did not consent to the situation. So, yeah, that's still non-consent. Yeah, that's still sexual assault. It, it's, a, it's a fucked up scene, too. Like, when they lead him to the house and they're having the ritual sex, everything is just very weird. It's terrifying, and you can see yeah. the terror on his face as well. It's not like he's there as a willing participant. You can tell that he is not into this. And it's a ter- it's a scary situation to walk into a room where you're completely outnumbered and outmatched. And not only that, the room where your friend was just killed the night before. God, is it the same room? Yeah, it's where the Ruby Router's stored. Oh, I didn't catch that. Okay, that's even more fucked up. And Ari Aster continuing his streak of having... Creepy old naked people in a movie. That is that is a thing. He does that. He did that in Hereditary too. Oh yeah. And this is another movie we watched where the nudity wasn't sexy in any shape or form or meant to be. Yeah, no. Under the skin. There's a couple other movies that we watched where it's they had nudity, but it wasn't meant to be sexy. Why or even if it was, I'm not. I'm just stating a fact. I'm not actually upset. <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm just stating a fact because it just come up <laughs> multiple times in this in this podcast now. I'm like, oh wow, coincidences. <laughs> Under the skin, always I think of that because, like, you have Scarlett Johansson naked and it's not meant to be sexy and it's not sexy. And that, you know, so it's kind of just like this. Like, it wasn't meant to be sexy. I think that's, I, I like when movies put nudity in it in a way to convey something and not just convey sex. I, I think here it portrays more of a stripped down vulnerability for Christian. Yeah. Because after, after he's done doing the thing, which it gets really odd. Like, you get emotional mirroring from the cult members. Absolutely a brainwashy thing. Like, that is definitely how you get people going through, you know, going through the cult indoctrination. You mirror their emotions back to them. That will come up again shortly. But 
after they're done, Christian runs out and he's, you know, hiding himself. He's very concerned with what just happened. Yeah, because also the drugs have worn off and the effect is hitting him now for real. What happened? Yeah, like he is not happy. I think it's extremely sad that, well, I don't know if this happened in the director's cut, but Christian and Danny didn't get to speak after what Danny watched. So, oh, yeah, from her point of view, what she saw was him actively participating in cheating on her. <laughs> but she didn't get the full story before she said, you know, we're going to burn him in the bear suit. Yeah, no, they they don't speak for the last 25 minutes of the film. Oh, damn. They don't talk like after the maypole from the maypole forward. They don't talk, which is what they wanted. That symbolizes their complete and total disconnection. Well, not even symbolizes. That is that's the I point. Mean, plus, everything else that happens to him after that scene, like after he runs off. He sees his friend's dead foot sticking out of the ground. Then he runs into the room and finds the other guy skinned, you know, skinned. Yep. And like, I mean, Simon I don't know. I feel like the, 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 solu- the only solution in there would have been to start running back to your car. But. And then the, one of the villagers hits him with that pocket sand and puts him out. Yeah. And that, I don't care. You could tell me it's drugs or some kind of paralytic. I don't care. Dude pulled it out of his pocket, blew it in his face. It's pocket sand. But also when Danny goes to the house to check and sees where the woman tries to like, kind of like, oh, you, you, that's not for us, but doesn't really stop her. She doesn't try to stop her, doesn't try to change her mind, just, you know, makes the one effort once to make it seem like she wants to stop her. But at the same time, she's like, no, we want you to see this. Yeah. You know, so th- I kind of like that kind of hit me, too. Like, cause yeah, they're they're manipulating her and this is what they need. So, you know, if you tell a person once, like, you know, not to do something, there's a good chance they're going to do it. Yeah. So they act like they didn't care. It's the Willy Wonka thing. You know, when he's sitting there and Mike TV jumps on the platform, he's like, no, wait, stop. <laughs> You're not even trying. No. I mean, they didn't make it as obvious as Willy Wonka, but no. like it's. Uh, yeah, it was kind of. I didn't take it as obvious. Time. It wasn't very forceful. As, no, you shouldn't go there. That's not for us. That's what no, she's... she said. You sh- Did she say it? it's not for us? I, thought I could have swore she said it's not, not for us. For you. Or not for you. Yeah, she said it's not for you. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't very forceful, and she didn't try to stop her. She didn't physically try to stop her. No. Like, she didn't touch her or anything, or grab her. Or try to encourage her to go off with them. It was one time, very quiet, that's not for you, and then she stopped. Yeah, because she wanted her to. Which I was confused. I'm like, why would you want her to see this? Because this is going to help, you know, show kind of what fucked up things are happening here. But at the same time, then it clicks because you want her to make the choice to sacrifice, to disconnect. Any part of her life before the cult. And for well, plus, a second, I didn't know which choice. I mean, I assumed she, it was going to be Christian, but I was kind of on the edge of my seat. I mean, there weren't a lot of choices left. Everyone's, everyone's gone. <laughs> everyone's already dead. Well, didn't she have the choice between the villager I think so. and Christian? Yeah, a villager who's never done anything to her Yes. or Christian. Yes, I know. I knew it was going to be Christian, but I wasn't sure. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was I also, wasn't sure. Don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> it was also a lottery for the cult member. That's so it wasn't true. like she could choose. They yes. did it by lottery. So she is, you know, she true. could kill anyone there, even the children. How would it's she know? Child. Like, <sighs> exactly. So why would she do that? I don't know why I was thinking that. Tiffany, why how could you, you Tiffany? How could I? Oh my God! I Get it like together, that. okay? Right? <laughs> Such an awful person. No, you are not at all. So <laughs> judgment-free zone here. All right, we're like Planet Fitness. Right. It's also a movie, so this is fictional. I knew in my heart, but I was like, "Is she going to? Will she kill him?" 
Will she kill a villager? I don't know. I mean, I killing a villager, I don't think that is inside the kids. So yeah. I think but, you wanted that to happen. I wanted that to happen. I think you did. I think you wanted her to kill a villager so that there was still some hope for her and Christian to get out of here. Maybe. I wanted her to... I don't think I wanted Christian to leave. I think I wanted her to leave. I did, for sure. Because so if she doesn't... sacrificing the villager gave her a chance to leave. Maybe in my mind I thought that. I don't care about Christian. Right, because at that point it's not a sin. It's self-defense if she yeah. kills the villager. But if she chooses to kill Christian, well, then she's sinned. And she's stuck there. I Probably she's stuck there then. I mean, she's stuck there anyway. Yeah, I don't know. There, I mean, you don't get mind, to leave after you see all this stuff. I know. Maybe in my mind, I thought if she chose... See, that's a good point. I don't know. You know what I think. When you're in a cult <laughs> and you see this, you don't leave. No, I know, but he, he knows what I think better than I do. <laughs> Also, one Ken, you might know the name of this. I can't. Remember. We're gonna get a little dark, so I'm just gonna. Uh, there's an actual cult that was based off the Mormons. They're not latter. I think the Latter Day Saints. They had another name for them. Uh, the guy got arrested. The leader. It's still around. It's in. Uh, I think it's in Texas now. Oh, the Branch Davidians. Yes. Yeah. That that, that was from Waco. I thought the Waco was something. No, different. Waco was the Branch Davidians. Okay, but just one guy, David Christian. But there's yeah. another whole group that's still around. I thought it, was, it might be the Rantavidians who might be another another division of them that didn't break off. There well could be, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. I just know he's in prison and will never get out because he's a piece of shit. But that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say what things he's done. But <laughs> it, it Tiffany had brought up about how when when you see them all in the robes, how it reminded her of that. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're not wrong because they're... Because they all have the same... Yeah, you didn't even watch that documentary. I won't have no, you watch but that. the women have the same so. hairstyle. The women were all Yeah, that's... That's what he did too to his people, and he told them how their salvation was going to happen, all that crap. But I yeah, didn't even watch this. no, you'll you won't. I won't have you watch. There's certain oh. things I will not have you watch because. Oh, was yeah. this that sex cult guy? A sex cult yes. guy? Okay, yeah, I know exactly what. That's you're why talking, I'm but. not. Yeah, it's not something that you need to. Yeah, it's it's that's something I'm going to ever watch again either. So it was dark. No, There's certain no. things that are just no, hit I'm level where I'm like, no, nobody we needs don't to, live need to bring it up. No, okay, and this is when you have the they're at the center of the sacrificing circle. You have Danny and flowers. I really thought Danny was going to be lit on fire. I really did. So is the really? Yeah, I just did because it's. I mean, I don't know. I because yes, you see pictures of the May Queens that always win, but you never get introduced to a previous May Queen. You ever go? Oh, I won last year. I won two years before. So I'm like, maybe the May Queen is. And I did feel they let her win. I'm like, maybe that's because they knew what would happen when you win. You get lit on fire. Are they always outsiders then? It didn't say, but. But are we thinking that? I mean, it could have been. Could be. I mean, that's why I thought because I mean, it wouldn't be the first time in in fiction or probably reality where you have someone. Oh, you're the you know you're the chosen one, and we're gonna murder you now. And then we're sacrificing you. I kind of want to know what happened to her now. I assume she just stays. Oh, they could have sacrificed her in a different time. But at well, the same I think time, if she stays there until she's eighty, she's gonna die. So yeah, we're gonna push her off the cliff. That's true, but like he said, they don't introduce her to the previous Mayflower Queen, where they May, all go. Yeah, I got nothing. It's not. <laughs> I think they're just absorbed into the into the village. But also with any cult or anything like this, you need to add more people to your, you know, you need to get more people. So this is kind of a recruitment tactic, too. Yeah. And Danny is younger than Christian. So maybe it's Danny's turn to go out and recruit next time. Oh, because they do make that comment at a certain year you go and recruit. Yeah. I mean, 
well, I mean, you go out, you don't recruit. Oh, you, yeah. You know, you go out and into the world. Man, this is a dark-ass movie. No, she got breed first with a couple of the men, so they don't... Probably, yeah. And she would be new blood, too, so that would help out, too, for them. Yeah. No answers. All right, and then this is when you have Christians in the chair, and I think that, yeah, this is when she makes the decision to put him in the into the bear skin. Yep. Okay, and then you, you start seeing them wheel bodies into the yellow church that they weren't allowed to go to before. And I was sad when I saw the bear. I'm like, oh, they killed the bear. Yeah, but they were eating the bear meat, though. Oh, okay, that's fair, then. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. There as long as you're people that eat every part of the bear. That's that's fine. Like the Native American. You know, if you're going to kill an animal, you know, and you're making use of it, that okay. That uh, when he when they put Christian into the bear, all I could think of was Luke Skywalker being put into the Tauntaun, and I don't know why. That's all that went through my head. Of course he did. <laughs> I was like, I bet they stink more on the inside than the outside. I'm like, why are you thinking this, Mike? Because <sighs> I love Star Wars. <laughs> no one else, just me. Nerd. You never liked it before me. I did. No, you did. I did. You told me you were not. No, it's not good. Stop. <laughs> never mind. I'm not having this argument. Oh, uh, let's not fight. You're both pretty. <laughs> oh, I know. Jeez, I, <laughs> I don't think I. But uh, when they put the so there was one part that made me laugh a little bit because they lied to them when they put the people in the church. And they bring the two townsfolk guys in that they're sacrificed. They say, here, take this and you won't feel any pain or fear. And I laugh because he fucking lied to them. I mean, there are drugs he could have given them that they wouldn't have been completely gone. But he didn't want them to be completely gone. Because when he gives them the drugs and then they started on fire, when the fire touched them, they start screaming, which, again, makes sense because, you know, fire's hot. and That's got to be a terrible way to go. But it's like, he just fucking lied to these people that he sentenced to death. So let me ask you this. At that point, do you think that they realized that everything they had been told was a lie? Oh, I would say no, because I feel that when you're in a cult like that, you are so indoctrined at that point that even your death you feel is, you know, I don't think it would still click. I, I'm i curious on if they were actually feeling pain or if they were just screaming with the people outside, if perhaps that was just part of the ritual to scream at that point. I thought they screamed first. I think the people outside were screaming to mirror back those emotions of, ah, this fucking sucks. That's what I, so I was wondering if they were screaming. I don't know how to explain this. (laughs) If they were screaming because the people inside were screaming in pain or because they were, they were screaming because they, it was sorrow they were feeling. Because they decided to let two of their friends get burned up. I mean that. I would argue that it was sorrow. Okay, could well be. Could be. It was. Yeah. It, it was hard though, and like seeing all the other, and you see the other people that were killed all being loaded in there. I just still thought because they said they killed five. There were what nine sacrifices. Nine sacrifices. So two are the people from the townsfolk, and you have Christian, Mark, Josh, Connie, Simon. That gives you seven. All right. It was the older people who had died on the yeah. cliff. The two oh. elders. Yes. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure that out too, and then that makes sense. I just thought maybe there were other people that they brought that we didn't see that were also murdered. No. Okay. And it's... Ari Aster confirmed too that um, the ritual at the end with the yellow hut was the event that happens every ninety years, not not the whole May Queen ceremony itself. Okay. okay. Good. Which also makes sense if you only kill people once every ninety years. If you do this every single year, people are going to get onto you like, hmm. Why are these people? Because there would be a lot of recruitment that you'd have to do to get sacrifices every year. People would notice the pattern. Somebody would, eventually. But I do think that they recruit all the time. 
I think so, too. Yeah, yeah, I did, too. I took it. I mean, but even if you're just bringing people to either join your cult or have sex with your cult and they leave, I mean, that's different than, you know, murdering them. Yeah. No one's going to really pay attention that some guy went and got, you know, or you might not even tell people he went and, you know, had a trip. Maybe they just think of Yeah. I mean, to be fair, all cults have used drugs a lot to manipulate people, too. That's Honestly, what Manson did. the Mayflower Queen probably never leaves. Yeah. And that's how they don't have incest. Because you keep getting new people, too. Because the Mayflower. Yeah. It's just the May Queen. The Mayflower is the ship that came to America. Oh, sorry. You're just getting it wrong because I got it wrong. Oh, yeah, he kept saying it. Yeah, I know, but I got it wrong. I'm sorry. Damn it, Mikey. It's all my fault, I know. I could edit it. I wasn't going to. Well, it makes sense to me because she was covered in flowers. (laughs) Also because we're American. Shut up. It, it tracks. Yeah. Your your line of thinking tracks. <laughs> uh, and like and I did notice like the very last scene, Danny smiles. Yeah. That's a fucked up scene. <laughs> too. Like thinking about like your boyfriend, yes, he's a piece of shit, but he just got burned alive. Okay, so I have a thought about that. Yes. That smile. And this was my actual feelings the first time I saw the movie. When she smiled. My first immediate thought was like, oh, I'm so happy for her. She lost her family and now she has a family. Oh, okay. Like that was, that was legitimately my first thought when I saw this movie. I was like, oh, I mean, like a lot of horrible things happen, but she's got her family. That's great. It's not great at all. You know, it, it is, (laughs) it is hard to talk about like, what are the benefits of joining this cult? But I think that. Danny did really reap the benefits. I see the part of the movie that if I were in the same situation, what would have gotten me to save that cult is when they did the group cry together because you have Danny as unsupported as possible following this horrific tragedy. And these women just surround her and cry with her as if her pain is their pain. And it's the first time that anyone has just let Danny react the way she needs to react. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like that scene. Yeah, it's, I that's that's how I would have folded. I would have been like, okay, I'm staying here. Wow, you guys actually let me be a person and validate my emotions. Shit, mm-hmm. fucking sign me up. Give me a robe. Let's go. I mean, that's what cults do too. So, well, it's probably the most support she's ever gotten in her life. She never got it from her boyfriend. And you hear they've been together for four years. Mm-hmm. Well, he said like, what do you say, three and a half or three? And she's like, no. Going on four. Yeah, he didn't really know. And then he argued with her instead of just going, yeah, okay. Like, why do people argue with people sometimes like, about dumb shit like that? Like, yeah. just, yeah. Hey, yeah I'm, better, right. I'm better. I'm better. Oh, it's just, yeah, no, this movie hit me. It hit me hard. Like, I was very uncomfortable after watching this movie, and I didn't want to sleep. I just, I don't know. I was like, ugh. All right. I think we finally reached that time. Do you want to be even more uncomfortable about this movie? Sure. Fantastic. This movie is all about how far-right white supremacists recruit their followers. Boom. Bam. I got nothing. Let me explain. (laughs) So, first off, there is a scene in the director's cut that was cut out of the theatrical version, which would have made this a whole lot clearer. Josh is carrying a book called The Secret Language of the Nazis, and it's all about the Uthark runes, which are the same runes that the cult has on their rocks. Like, there's more of a point made to direct people to, oh, that's the same runic alphabet that the Nazis used. Number two, there is that wonderful welcome to Halsingland 
banner at the beginning. And there's a bunch of other text on there. Did you notice that? No, I didn't catch this. I can't hear anything. I, um... It's fine. What? You'll hear it later. <laughs> no, I can't respond now. That sucks. So the banner, when they're doing that really cool, like, under that uh, flipped around kind of drone shot as they're driving and then it writes itself up. Yeah. There was that banner that says, Welcome to Halsingland. And there's a bunch of text on there. A translation of that text says, Stop mass migration to Halsingland. Vote for a free North this fall. Oh. And finally, every person of color in this movie dies. Simon, <laughs> Connie, Josh, dead without question. Huh. Okay. Mark and Christian, well, they get killed because they fucked up. Yeah. But they kill it, get killed last. You made me like, okay. You made me think about this movie in a different way, too. Like, okay. I'm, hey, I'm okay with anything slamming right-wing propaganda, so. Yeah. Like, this is all, like, straight up, that cult is white supremacists. Okay. Because only certain people are allowed to breed with their stock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So do I get a second movie where they all get killed? That's what I want now. <laughs> I want Midsummer 2 Revenge. <laughs> Midsummer 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> their parents come and kill everyone. That sounds so I gotta say, Helena, why do we always get you on such depressing movies? <laughs> because I'm depressed, Mikey. Okay. Because I always like, <laughs> I, every, I, almost every episode you've been on has been something very, very depressing, whether video game or movie. I would never join here for a, a fun <laughs> game. Let's be honest. That's just not my thing. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time you've noticed that? <laughs> no, I've noticed it before. I was gonna say, oh, I thought you knew me, Mikey. <laughs> oh man, I have so many depressing things we could talk about. <laughs> we, I mean, you guys have last in the sight here. We can keep going uh, before we go to shelf stacker box. You have more things you want to say about the movie? Oh no, I meant other movies. So the oh, depressing. Well, yeah, no, I, no, I, I'm, I'm well aware. I know he meant other movies. What are we doing next, guys? I don't know. Let's... No, I was asking them, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I get him. <laughs> well, I mean, Hereditary's got to be next. Oh yeah, I've never seen that one. Hey, you want sure. to be depressed, bud? <laughs> sure, why not? I'm... And I've never seen that one. I've always meant it for you. It's the cat. <laughs> My animals have That's revolted. Noise. <sighs> Luckily, Skype will edit out some of the sound, and the rest will be some will be edited out by me, but where I can. Oh, and Helena, to answer your earlier comment, you made a comment about how there was noise. Yeah, no, I know. I'll be editing that out. It was the phone. I didn't realize we had a phone upside down when the screen wasn't turned off, and it kept making a clicking sound over and over again. I couldn't figure out what oh. it was. <laughs> yeah, so. okay. I threw it on the floor because he was yelling at me. I was not yelling at me. He was glaring at me. <laughs> I was more surprised I figured out what the sound was. It went on for like 50 minutes. Have Some of that should be hopefully edited out, but just to, in case you're wondering why there was noise, that's why. Also, every time that me and Tiff record together, all the animals decide they have to be down here right by us and hit things and knock things over and attack Funko Pops and make all the noise they can while we record together. When I record by myself, don't have one animal. It's weird. Because <laughs> they're all <laughs> So, all right, any last things to say about this movie besides me ranting about random things? All right, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. And Ken, why don't you go first? Oh, <laughs> obviously I'm going to put this on the shelf. This is probably like the 10th time I've watched this movie. And every time I watch it, I notice something a little bit different. So, yeah, absolutely. Shelf this bad boy. Okay, I'll go next. I was unsure how I felt about this movie. Like, I watched it two nights ago and I'm like, I don't think I liked it. But I keep thinking about it and I kind of want to rewatch it and 
I wasn't bored the entire time watching this movie. I wasn't bored. I didn't check the clock. I didn't realize it was a two and a half hour movie. I was engrossed in this film. So that even I didn't like I don't like what I was watching because I don't really like horror films in general at all, even though someone does. Yeah. So this is going to go on the shelf because it was something that held my attention and made me think a lot about it. And what about you, Helena? Box it. Uh, it was a great movie. I loved the symbolism. I thought there was a lot to digest about it. We could talk about it for a long, long time. It was a very well-made movie. It was visually stunning. The script was good. The acting was good. I wish I had never introduced some of these concepts into my psyche, though. I, uh, I can honestly say I have not been the same person since I first saw this movie. And I, I, I wish I could undo watching it. That's fair. I get that. It's a... It's a traumatizing movie, so I completely get that. It is. It is a very traumatizing movie. And like I said, this is the only movie that has made me physically sick. It it just really impacted me a lot. And, you know, so I studied uh, criminal justice in college. It was one of the many things I studied. And part of that was crime scene investigation and looking at a lot of images of dead people on body farms. The dead people in Midsommar looked too similar to actual dead people. And whenever that happens in a movie, I get very freaked out by it. That, make, that makes sense. Completely. Thank you. Yeah. No, it, it that just. That would be traumatic. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I don't know. I, I can't tell you what it is, but it just, it makes me viscerally uncomfortable. It takes the fiction and makes the fiction more real. Yes. Yes. Actually, so I, that I is a it. great way of putting it. You know, it takes something you're supposed to be enjoying and you're having, you know, thinking like, okay, this is too close to reality. And that's what, like, I mean, this movie was harder to watch for me versus something like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. I like those movies. I'm not worried about a guy with a claw coming in my dreams and killing me. A cult that sacrificed me because I pissed on a tree. Why wouldn't it piss on a tree? But that's much more real. Like, this is a much more real thing. That is exactly it, Mikey. Thank you for eloquently stating that. Plus, I feel like in your TikToks, you cover more, like, you cover more slasher films. You know, gore isn't my favorite genre, oh. or uh, I guess I shouldn't say genre. Gore isn't my favorite subgenre of horror, but I do tend to prefer paranormal or demonic movies. Okay. Again, more, things that are very less, obviously fake. Yes. Yeah, or less likely to happen, you know, where this is much closer to reality and there are cults out there and there are things like this happen to people. So yes. It's a different way. It's disturbing. Correct. Yes, that is exactly it. Oh, no, I completely get it. Especially if you have. I have thankfully never, I mean, I've seen stuff from World War II, but I've never seen, like, what you're talking about, so I don't have that image to pop in my head, thank God. But, so I completely get that. And, Tiffany, what about you? I think I'm going to put it in the stack, because I kind of immediately want to watch it again because of everything we said here. However, I don't want to put it on the shelf because I wouldn't watch it often, but... I would probably bring it out every now and then to just introduce it to new friends <laughs> <laughs> and possibly creep the shit out of them <laughs> just for that fact. But That's um, all accurate. Yes, I would love to introduce it to Ashley and Bernie. That would be really fun. <laughs> I mean, it's a good film. It's just yeah. a very creepy film that hits. I don't know how I feel about watching Her- Hereditary now, Ken, but I'm probably going to now, huh? That's what you're going to say here, Terry. Probably. Yeah. But yeah. Why are you staring at me, cat? It's not quite like this. Okay. I, I'd say it's a markedly different movie. Would you agree, Helena? Hereditary? Yeah. Yes. So the discomfort in Midsummer and the discomfort in Hereditary are very... It's different. It's very different. Hereditary in general, like, I think it's visually a lot darker 
Midsommar is pretty bright throughout the movie, but Hereditary, it, it starts dark, it stays dark. And I can honestly say there was no part of Hereditary that I predicted. It's a it's a different kind of scare. Okay. I was surprised how much seeing that having a movie full of sun can be scary. Yeah, isn't that un- uncomfortable? Yeah, it really was. I love because it, it, it takes away the idea that we feel safer in the in the light. In this movie, you are not safe in the light. No. So it, it takes away that you know. I mean, there's also a science fiction movie called Sunshine that does that too, where the sun kills you because you're right next to the sun. But it kind of you know, this is a much different level of movie because it's a horror movie, not a science fiction movie. But you know, it, it was it was freaky. I think someone brought it up before before we did this about the sun, and it it it, it, it affected me. I also have never watched an A twenty four movie either. I can say that. I don't think I have ever from the studio. Under the skin. Oh, that was A24 also? Okay, never yep. mind then. Okay. They make some weird movies, don't they? Yup. But they're right. fun. We'll, we'll go with that, sure. So, all right. I don't think I have anything else to say. So, as I say every time, if. Oh, yeah. All right. So, this is our spooky season. We will have other spooky stuff coming up. I'm completely thrown off because of this film, guys. <laughs> like, this is emotional recording for me, too. Like, I can feel it. I'm like, this is a good one. But so there will be other horror movies. We're in spooky season that you have stuff to look forward to. So definitely go check that out. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. We have a horror poll going on right now. So you can vote for what movies that we're going to watch. I don't know what the poll is because I haven't written this one yet. So definitely go check that out. You'll see it on on Patreon. I also, as I say, every episode I will do it for Helena. I want to give a shout out to my awesome intern, outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. So definitely go do that, as I say every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course. I also love your music, too. So I enjoy that we have a, our original intro and outro. And why don't you shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast at Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. Uh, you'll see a link in the show notes to every episode that we do, too, where he is on there. He was going to be on this episode, but he couldn't make it, unfortunately, due to scheduling. Because it's a busy season for him, so he was not unable to. But he also did recommend this movie to watch me, too, which, again, it fits Bill. Multiple times in this movie, I'm like, yep, that's a Bill moment right there. So he likes gore in movies. <laughs> so, and if you want to oh, we do have a discord you'll see a link in the show notes please go join our discord and chat with us and please follow us on facebook instagram twitter and on threads and we're also on youtube audio only but we are on youtube you get your podcast that way and you can find everything we do on podbean or 500 episodes of this podcast i think that's everything i need to say so we will see you guys all next time bye everybody bye bye so